Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up. Never shut up. Never shut up. Good morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday, January 30th, 2024. I'm your host, Rose, and today we've pulled Ode to the Banana King. This is a pretty complex song, and I would have spent some time listening to the Drive All Night podcast on Ode to the Banana King, but it's not there yet. But guess what? I have a very, very good authority that is just coming very soon. How exciting. So if you've been missing that, it's put it on your list because here it comes. So as I did my meditation, I do my meditations with these songs and I imagine myself on my yoga mat, which is actually not that hard because I actually meditate on my yoga mat, but I was meditating with it and the energy, that driving bass energy, bass piano energy that it's got going on, it just spoke to me so much of endurance and that first line, turning back 10,000 years, like imagine being around 10,000 years and holding steady for 10,000 years. And how would you hold steady? How would you hold that long, long term energy? And it just so loudly spoke to me that it was the pose Deviasana. And that our lesson for today is finding that steadiness. And Devi Asana or Kali Asana, depends on what you call it. I actually like to call it Kali Asana. And I'll tell you what that pose is in a second. I'll describe it for you. But that pose is not like when you hold to like, oh, I'm going to hold this to find stamina. I mean, you will if you practice it regularly. But it's an intense pose with that kind of intense, I don't know, delicious energy. I, I find it delicious. I like the feeling of my muscles engaging. Like when they hug the bone, it feels so so good. So that pose brings that kind of energy to it. And that's what this song sings to me is endurance. Like here we are, it's January 30th, it's almost the end of the month. And finding and cultivating that endurance and that energy to keep going. And maybe it's because this last weekend was the second full weekend of our yoga teacher training here in Albany. We're doing every other weekend every other Friday, Saturday, Sunday, every Wednesday. Our first full weekend together got put online because we were all iced in our homes for days, like five days. So this was the first like weekend that we got to be together in person back at the yoga studio, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And it was amazing. It was amazing. And I'm going to tell you more about that in a minute because there's a really important lesson in that. But Deviasana. So this pose, if you were standing with your feet facing forward, you're stepping your feet wider than your hips. So it could be three feet, could be four feet, it's not too far and you're bending your knees so that your knees are over your ankles with the toes pointed out to adjust for knee comfort and you're coming into this really wide-legged squat and then the arms come open at the size but they're bent at a 90 degree angle so your elbows are even with your shoulders and your palms can either face forward or they can face you it just depends on where you're feeling sometimes that energy's out I guess that's Kaliasana and and Kaliasana we talked about Kaliasana before when I are Kali 
the goddess Kali when I brought in Kali Mudra. Now you could hold this, and I did hold this with Kali Mudra to really taste that energy, that sense of endurance and moving forward. And I got this, and I got you, and the fierceness of it, the fierceness of it, embodied fierce energy. I am enduring this. So when we hold it with Kaliasana or arms, well, most people, it's funny. I'm from the Southwest. I'm from Tucson, Arizona, where saguaro cactus, that's how you say it. It's not a saguaro, it's saguaro, right? You don't say the g, the hard g, saguaro. And we call it cactus arms there. And I've traveled to teach around, you know, internationally I've taught. And it's goalpost arms pretty much everywhere else. But in my neck of the woods, and still in my neck of the I still call it cactus arms because it's cactus arms. Well, I don't want to call it anything else. It's cactus arms. Maybe we'll do cactus arms when we get cactus practice. Mm-hmm. But when we've got the arms like that, when they face out, there's this real projected out energy. When the palms face towards us, it's a more bringing the energy in. And sometimes we take this pose because we're ready to scare things away. We're ready to make a fierce face and we're ready to just from the back of the throat, kind of roar it out at the things we need to roar it out. And then sometimes it's just facing towards us because we really need to feed that fierce, enduring energy into us. I kind of, I woke up this morning nice and early, earlier than usual, excited because I like, well, I'm recording this on Monday and I like Mondays. It's not, I don't like Mondays. I like Mondays because Monday is a brand new week. And even though I haven't had a day off since the previous weekend because I worked all weekend and I worked all last week so it's been a week and a half now since I had a day off I still have this renewed sense of energy and I kind of I walked in and I didn't say I was gonna say it to my boss I'm like all right are you ready to take some names and kick some ass but I didn't say that because I don't know I, I read the room a little bit and we weren't quite there I could have said it this afternoon but in any case, so Deviasana, when you, Kaliasana, whichever you want to call it, Devi means uh, a goddess, and Kali is a specific goddess, and I like to tap into that scary energy. I have a bunch of, like, students that really like to tap into that scary energy, and I'm always saying, be careful what you wish for, because that is some really intense energy to try and be channeling and, and cultivating and aligning ourselves with, um, like, that energy is already present in your life and we don't need to call it up any further. But anyway, so when we want and need that endurance, this is a good pose to kind of remind us because you've got that endurance. You've got that strength. Let me tell you, this is so important. When we do these yoga poses, when we do these movements and we feel like, oh my gosh, this hurts and my muscles hurt and this and that and I don't want to do it and it burns. It's not, you're not like making new strength. You're just waking up. You're literally building new neuronal connections to those muscles. And as I tell my students again and again and again, that burning feeling in your muscles, that's not pain. That is like your muscles joyfully speaking back to you because they love engagement. They love to move. Your body loves to move. It was built to move and when we move it and when it's cranky like the joints hurt but the muscles burning oh yeah that is something else now i swam 
today and I swam a 2,000 today. So I swam more than a mile, which brings me to my next point. It's the end of January. So it's a nice time to kind of review where are we with things. I broke my uh, New Year's resolutions down. Well, I haven't, didn't break them down like say, oh, I'm going to do this this month and this this month, but I've been breaking them down. I'm almost, look, I put on some weight. My focus is Yes, I want to feel better and I want to be healthy. So I'm focusing on that, but also I'm paying attention to the scale. Don't shame me for it because I want those numbers to reflect what I'm feeling as well. So I'm paying attention. I'm official weigh-in would be a Thursday morning, but I'm, I'm just shy of my January goal. I haven't done the math yet on my swim today, but I think I'm going to swim on Wednesday and I'm almost at my eight mile goal of January, despite missing two days at the beginning of January because of COVID and then a third day in January because we were closed for snow. So I'd say I'm doing really well. I set this goal of 15 consecutive freestyle laps. And so at our pool is 25 yards, it's the pool or 27 yards, whatever, something, it's 25 is what I swim in every day or not every day when I'm swimming laps. So a lap is two lengths. So 50 yards is what technically is a lap. So today I swam five and my, it was continuous in the sense that I like had to pause and <sighs> and take three breaths, but I really worked hard. I fought so hard today for the last 10 laps. I, oh my gosh, I was really beat. I was tired. I fought so hard for those last five laps, but I am so proud of myself for pushing through and getting that done. I did a really good job swimming today. Uh, I'm on my sixth book already. I said 15 books, which, you know, for some of you, I know some of you are like mega readers and read a heck of a lot. I'm lucky some nights. I'm lucky I can read 10 pages. Like last night I got into bed to go to bed. I picked up my book and like two pages and I was like, yep, I'm about to fall asleep. I need to put the book down. So I'm trying to read every night. I'm almost there. And I'm trying to read 15 books, but I'm six books through. So I'm really proud of that. I'm picking up my 10,000 steps a day. I'm having a hard time on Tuesdays and Thursdays because I'm lifeguarding then. So there's a lot of sitting and eating more greens. I'm failing miserable at eating more greens. So I really got to pick that up in the month of February. But so far, so good. Things are on track. My full moon and new moon yoga classes are still going. I had a really big snafu last week. Last week was so rough. I don't know if anybody else had that, but it just was like every minute needed to be measured to do what needed to be done. And every minute that got wasted was like a little devastating to me. And I lost like two or three hours last week to just nonsense. And by nonsense, it was totally my own fault. I was the one that caused the issue just by not paying attention. And it was so frustrating. I mean, I'm not down on myself and I managed to get things done, but it meant that I was working Saturday morning before we did our training. And it meant that I was working Saturday evening after the training. And I was really trying to avoid that. I'm planning my week intensely down to, you know, the half hour in half hour segments is how I plan my week because I've got a lot of things to do. And I'm starting to think like, Hey, I was ahead for like a hot minute. Now I'm so not ahead. And which is a little frustrating. I think you probably know what that's like. Um, but being ahead felt really, really good. And then I just all of a sudden wasn't. And 
you know, and then I thought, have, have, have I got too much to do? Like maybe I'm got too much to do and that's what my real problem is. Not that I'm falling behind, but that I've just bitten off too much. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how this week goes and how next week goes and then I'll be able to make a decision. But in all of this, all of this work that I'm doing for the yoga training, part of it is that I'm writing a book at the same time. And it's another yoga book. So I think some of you have been buying my book, which is pretty cool. Awakening Your Inner Radiance with Life Force Yoga. It's all about managing mental health using yoga strategies. And this next one's going to be like yoga postures, um, the way I teach yoga postures. And so it'll be, it's it's probably going to be a huge book, but that's okay. And I'm beta testing like the poses and postures and stuff with the students right now. I'm really excited. So the thing I wanted to share with you, and it's something that I teach all the time when I'm teaching trainings, the life force yoga for mental health trainings. And that is do not make decisions for other people. If you know a technique that might help somebody. And this is, I often I'm speaking professionally here. So if you know that making a sound like chanting lum or yum in a pose might help somebody, or you chant it as, you know, just sitting down might be of benefit to a person, don't make the decision for them let them opt in or opt out. And I think it's a really good lesson for life is don't be making decisions about what other people would or wouldn't want to do. Like today, even someone was going to text one of my bosses and she wasn't there. And I was like, oh, well, she's home right now. So maybe don't text her. And I said, you know what? No, text her and she can choose whether or not she wants to read the text because, you know, it was information she needed to know. But anyway, I mean, we try and make these decisions for other people to make their lives easier. And I've seen it a lot in friends and I've seen it a lot in other people where they get frustrated when somebody else kind of makes that decision or leaves them out of a decision. So don't be making decisions for other people based on that. And this doesn't have anything to do with Ode to the Banana King, but I don't care. Maybe it does. We don't know. You don't know. We don't know what the song's about. We have no idea. So anyway, don't make these decisions. So I was really nervous about, well, not nervous. We needed to change things up just a smidge so that the students were adding sounds into the poses when they were teaching each other. And I asked the studio owner, who's also my boss, I was like, well, what do you think about this? I'm like, I don't have the sounds written into the scripts. And I feel like if we don't start practicing that now, we're not going to get to do it. And she was like, put it in, Rose. I was like, okay. And um, this is why we're working together as a team so we can make decisions together as a team. So I put it in the script and I was like a little nervous and and just nervous about how it was going to be, but not so nervous that I didn't want to put it in there. So I handed them the scripts and then I lead, the way we do it is I lead them through it, then they observe the pose and then they teach each other and then we talk about the pose. So I led them through it and they just jumped right into it. And then when they were teaching each other, they just jumped right into making those sounds and the poses. And they were like, oh my God, I love this so much. Makes the pose so much easier. And I really feel it moving through my body. They were like ecstatic about it. And and it just, again, hit home in this very strong way that if I had withheld that, and maybe I was unconsciously, subconsciously withholding it a little bit, but if I had withheld that, I would have withheld that joy from them. So don't withhold things from other people. Share, share. Be a willing friend that shares things with other people. 
Anyway, so there you go. There you have it. Ode to the Banana King. Do your Kaliasana. Scare the things away that you need to scare away. Give yourself that enduring energy to withstand the things that you need to withstand. And don't make decisions for other people about what they might like or what they might not like. And big happy birthday to my niece who's not listening to this, but I'm going to say happy birthday to her anyway. Everybody can say happy birthday, Catalina. And I will see you tomorrow for Wednesday. Make sure you follow us, Songs of Tori Amos, on Instagram. You can also head over to the Patreon page and become a supporter. Sign up to become a supporter. There's more. There's always more coming. And you can follow me on the socials, Rosecrest, on Instagram and on Facebook. You can always hit me up, say hi. If you got requests for poses or requests for practices, let me know. And I'll put those in my noggin. Because, hey, sometimes we could have two practices. One that has to do with a song and one that meets your needs. It's just okay. It's allowed. It's allowed. Tori said so. It's totally allowed. We could do a mashup. We could do a mashup of poses and songs. It's awesome. All right. Love you. Thanks. Bye. Just a-
Never Shut Up is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information and links to things mentioned on the show, please visit us online at songsoftoriamus.com. Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up.